Coffee with Humans is live, candid conversations between strangers who become friends. Made possible with your support. Subscribe, share, and comment on your favorite platform. Contribute at Patreon or get Coffee with Humans mugs and more. Links are at coffeewithhumans.com. Thanks for joining me. I'm, I know very little about you. We <laughs> awkwardly stared at each other for the last eight minutes. It's everything about the concept is what we don't do anymore. We don't just have conversations with people where there's not an agenda. Right? It's like meeting a stranger in a parking lot or something and then like, hey, you want to have coffee? <laughs> yes. Oh, so how are you, you doing? How's your day? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, we are live here with Coffee with Humans with my soon-to-be new friend, Christina. She's still actually a stranger. I only met her about eight minutes ago. That's the essence of Coffee with Humans. Two people just bumping into each other randomly and saying, hey, let's grab coffee. Before we got on the broadcast, I was thinking if we could have this discussion anywhere, where would that be? And I came up with, we, we could be sitting in Iceland in a hot spring. Lovely. So if you could have this discussion anywhere, where would it be for you? Love this question. I'm stumped right now. I'm not really a... Uh beach person in terms of getting in with the aquatic life but i do like to be near it and feel the breeze from it and so anywhere by a beach what drew you to clicking the button to have coffee with me was searching and i found this one and it grabbed me it pulled me in and it just seemed your podcast and coffee with humans seemed very welcoming that you were really eager and enjoyed just making meaningful connections coffee with humans is like sunday brunch (laughs) i love sunday brunch (laughs) okay good because well you're in the right place only there's no food um (laughs) it's true we are live here with coffee with humans another day has gone by where we uh meet a new stranger slash friend uh and i met Aaron about 10 minutes ago We've done a handful of tech checks, but the cool thing is at the, by the time we're done with this half hour or 45 minute chat, uh, he and I are going to be buddies. So welcome to all our viewers and listeners and welcome Aaron for being on coffee with humans. Thanks for having me. I'm so psyched to be here. So I know that you're not in the United States only because when the system asked you, uh, your telephone number, you did a plus four, four. So I don't have a clue where you're at and I don't do any research on guests before they come on the show, which is, I just think, you know, it's just, it's fun. It's, it's fun to go in uh, and just meet, you know, meet somebody. I'm outside of Chicago in, uh, in the States. Where are you at? Awesome. Well, um, if you look outside, it is kind of getting a little bit dark. I'll give you a guess um, where I'm from. We have two kinds of weather gray or oh. gray. <laughs> okay. So are you in England? <laughs> like yes. The, yes. The UK? I'm based. I'm based in London. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that's kind of like Seattle here in the United States. It's either it's either slightly rainy and gray and overcast or not rainy and gray and overcast. <laughs> mm, yes, very much. <laughs> well, that's cool, man. I'm so happy that you came on Coffee with Humans. I I do I uh I do want to un- understand a little bit about your nature and what inspired you. Why like why would you click the button to have coffee with me? Honestly, I well I love coffee. Um, and I also love chatting with strangers. Like, I, I, I don't know, like it's, it's something about me. Like if I find something that I find interesting about someone who's like walking down the street, they're wearing like a shirt I think is cool or whatever. Like I'll stop them and be like, Hey, I think you're wearing a really cool shirt. Like, what's your name? Can we be friends? Um, and some people are like, well, why are you talking? Why is this guy talking to me? Like, um, but some people are like, dude, like, 
this shirt is like so-and-so and then I've just made a new friend. Um, and I like the concept of coffee with humans because I feel like it's the same thing, but it adds coffee to it as well. Um, and I'm a huge fan of coffee. So yeah, that's kind of what drove me to it. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a, a firm believer that meeting new people opens up a world of opportunities. First of all, there's this curiosity element where uh, you, you get to understand a little bit about another person's life, another human, right, on this planet of billions of people. And we all live lives that are super important to us, right? Like you, you don't know me from anybody and I don't know you from anybody yet. And, and as important as my life has been to this point is as important as your life has been to you, right? And we never knew each other existed until this moment. And that I think is just a fantastic, uh, just a fantastic opportunity really uh, that, that I think we need to take advantage of. We've got uh, Adam Parr here joining us uh, par from the Parsitivity podcast. Uh, he was a oh. guest uh, several, several months ago and you can go view, uh, view his, uh, his time on coffee with humans, but welcome Adam. Thanks for joining us. What's up Adam. That is, that is awesome. And you know, um, something that really, really strikes me is about the, about this show format is a lot of podcasts get guests on which already know the value of podcasts, right? So um, you've got like your Joe Rogans and, you know, all these famous podcasters that they're getting like celebrities on. They're getting people who have been on lots of podcasts and don't get me wrong. They've got amazing like stories, right? They're awesome people. But I also feel like there's this huge gold mine of like, you know, regular humans who have some really interesting stories to share that may have not been on a podcast before. Right. And I think bringing those stories to light, which is what you're doing, I think is awesome. Yeah. I, uh, you asked before the broadcast, you asked, um, you know, how long I've been doing this and I did, I've, and I told you, you know, the, that, uh, the coffee with humans video cast and podcast was birthed as at, kind of at the beginning of COVID in the mid April timeframe. And it really was that, that there was such a feeling of disconnectedness that I was getting not only kind of it within myself, but, but in my, in, in my circle, right. The, the people that, that uh, influenced me and I influenced them and particularly online. And I felt like this disconnectedness could be brought back together by just lowering the barrier to entry, which was if you want to have coffee with me, click the button. I'll have coffee with you. The only rule is no sales calls. And, and then I was just like the, the, even the terminology of coffee with him is just like, boom, rolled off the tongue. And that was that. Uh, and now we're uh, over, we're, I don't know, uh, in 80, 80 something episodes into this uh, of live episodes. And then there were 70 something like that, that were, that were recorded prior to then, which have never been put, uh, put up yet. Wow, that is Ooh, amazing. Chad's got a question for you. Chad, uh, Chad Ensley, Aaron, what's your favorite place to get fish and chips? <laughs> Great question, Chad. Um, this is a difficult question to answer. What I would say is a very unconventional, probably not what you're expecting at all, actually. I would say Gibraltar. Um, if Gibraltar. any of you, yeah, if any of you know where or what Gibraltar is, then... Um, you might be able to see why I answered that, but I'm actually from Gibraltar. And oh. it is, for those of you who don't know, Gibraltar is a British territory at the bottom of Spain. There's some history as to why that is what it is. Um, but long story short, um, you get, you know, awesome British culture, but without the really crap weather. It's like someone actually decided to, let's take like a piece of Britain, but actually turn on the sun. 
Um, and we also have some great food. We have some great influence from, from Spain and the Mediterranean. Um, and so, you know, you can get your fish and chips on the beach with some really great weather. So that's, that's what I would recommend. Get your fish and chips in Gibraltar. I've got this uh, thing, which I'm just putting, I'm, I'm experimenting with. I'll take this off the screen. So I, uh, where, where's that? Where, I can't remember which hand. There he is. Boom. Check that out. Okay. So boop, right over there. This is the live chat. Uh, so as people are joining us here online, if you want to chat uh, on LinkedIn or I think on YouTube, um, YouTube is just a touch faster than LinkedIn. In fact, we can chat back to you if you if you put your chat in on a YouTube channel. Um, but if you've got questions or comments or something that you want to talk to us about as part of us, join us. Uh, join us over here in the chat uh, on YouTube at Coffee with Humans. Um, so. I've no, I don't, uh, the, the only thing I know about Gibraltar is uh, where it's at. The Rock of Gibraltar, it was something that I knew about um, in, oh, want to become famous, buy more followers. Hmm. No, no, thanks. <laughs> um, which was uh, in uh, geography mm-hmm. uh, back in school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know very little about actually, uh, I know very little about uh, 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 that area of the world. I just you know, know that, like you talked about before, like the, uh, the UK seems to be uh, overcast frequently. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's really interesting is that um, I actually met someone recently about two, two or three weeks ago um, who, who's based in, um, in California. And um, I can't remember why this came up in conversation, but I just mentioned, Oh, because I'm, I'm from Gibraltar and they're like, Gibraltar, like you mean the coffee? I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> the coffee what are you talking about and they're like yeah you know gibraltar like you know like the, the coffee and um and i thought what do you mean coffee i'd never heard that before in my life right and i've you know grown up like 20 odd years in in this place and then someone's telling me that there's a type of coffee that's called gibraltar i was like no you're, you're kidding right and then i looked it up and then i realized wait a minute this is actually a thing there's a type of coffee called gibraltar and this the story behind it is quite interesting so apparently in the west coast um there was a chain of um, cafes that started selling coffee in what they call a Gibraltar tumbler. It's like a type of glass. Um, yeah. And they started calling that a Gibraltar. What's really interesting is that I think on the East Coast and you know other places in the world, in, in Gibraltar, we actually call that a cortado. Um, and what I thought was really funny was, okay, there's a type of drink called a Gibraltar that's not sold in Gibraltar it's like sold in the US that people from Gibraltar have no idea about and we actually call it a different thing so okay. <laughs> yeah that's that I thought that was really interesting I think more people know about the coffee than the actual place <laughs> <laughs> that might be true uh well I, I'm when when we were titling this chat about now uh almost almost 20 minutes ago when we first met you talked about the art of living well because when you when you first signed up, you asked we asked a handful of questions, right? Uh, like, what's on your mind? And you're talking you you were talking about things like you know what if if you know too much, like with health and that type of stuff, and then you want to talk about some tech stuff too. And it clear it you clearly have uh, some podcasting equipment with you. So I'm going out on a limb here and thinking that you have you have some skills in this area of of chatting uh, online. So where, where are we at, man? What's on, what's on your mind? 
Totally. I am a pro at chatting. I chat all the time. Like my mirror is like my best friend. I just talk to myself like all day. Um, I'm a pro. <laughs> um, no, like I, <laughs> I, um, I really love like uh, talking to people and, um, you know, a, about a couple of, um, a couple of months ago, I realized at work, um, that I'm, I'm a software engineer. Um, that's my day job. And, um, I work at a, I work at a tech company and, um, I developed this habit where I loved reaching out to people. I loved just like getting to meet people, getting to know what they do. Um, mostly because <clears throat> I'm a huge geek and I get curious. I'm like, Oh, who is it that worked on this feature or like this technology? Like I want to talk to them. Um, and you know, being someone who is kind of at the start of their careers in a company and, um, people are really receptive to just kind of like talk about what they, what they do and really friendly. Um, and so I would just reach out to a ton of people. I, I'd meet a lot of people. And what I found was after doing this for some time that I would actually be hearing a lot of really interesting stories. People mm -hmm. were telling, you know, some incredible stories about their lives, about what brought them to the company, about why they're working on what they're doing. And I thought, this is so inspiring. And I'm the only one who's listening to this. Like, <laughs> it would be awesome if, you know, I could help maybe share some of these stories and also have an excuse to just talk to more interesting people. So um, <laughs> with that, I thought, hmm, um, it would be cool to actually start a podcast. So um, so that happened. And, um, you know, a couple of months ago, I decided let's start actually reaching out to people and then just recording what we say and trying to figure out, you know, um, what makes these people seem like they're living in their element. And so, yeah, that's kind of what started that. Wow. That's cool. And what brought you to, uh, so you're a techie, uh, software developer. So that's kind of why the idea of, of technology post COVID probably is on your mind, but where's this thing of, of uh, what happens kind of when you know too much for, and you, you, you talked about particularly in health, where's that, where's this idea of knowing too much come from and how does that, how does that loop back on your concept of living your best life? Yeah, totally. So I'm really glad you asked this. So, um, one of the reasons that I, that I mentioned that at the time was because over the past year, especially since the beginning of, you know, the whole, um, COVID pandemic, I, um, I had been struggling with some, you know, some issues related to energy and, and chronic fatigue for some time now. And I really decided in 2020, okay, I'm going to double down on my health. I'm going to really focus in and figure it out. How can I, you know, how can I improve my health and feel like a person should feel in their twenties? Um, I felt, you know, really kind of low energy. I was going through a bunch of things. And so, um, it was a long journey, but I learned some things along the way. I am a huge geek. I love quantifying everything. I love tracking things. You know, I, I love like fitness trackers. I love, you know, tracking like my calories. I love, um, tracking my workouts, figuring out what is like my heart rate variability today and, and using all of these different proxies to try and get a sense of like how I'm doing. And I even mm -hmm. like wrote an app to try and track these things, right? Um, okay. <laughs> and so I got I got really obsessed. I I I I started thinking, okay, you know, if I start tracking all of these variables, you know, and um, you know, my sleep, like my nutrition, like my hydration, 
um, like my mood, maybe I can start to see patterns that are just not obvious to me that can help me figure out like why I'm struggling. Um, and it turns out that like after doing this for a couple of months and I, I collected, you know, almost a whole year of data, right. Of, you know, how I felt on a given day combined with like my own, um, biometrics. Okay. And, what I found was, yeah, there may have been some things that looked like they were correlated. Um, like I found that my resting heart rate tended to be lower on days I didn't feel well, but it wasn't really until I took a step back from all that and um, actually tried to listen to my own body and my own biology and a bit more, bit more intuitive that things actually improved. Um, and I got so obsessed with like, um, nutrition and wellness. I read a bunch of books. I read books on like biohacking. There are lots of people in the space that I like to follow. If anyone's heard of like Dave Asprey, for example, that's, that's one example. Um, and I noticed that you know, what I was reading, what people were telling me to do, like, oh, eat this, like eat paleo, eat like keto diet, like, you know, cut out your carbs, like make sure that you're, you know, going to a sauna and like exercising and, and doing all of these things. I was trying all that and it didn't seem to be working. Um, and what I found was when I actually started listening to myself and actually easing up a little bit, mm -hmm. that's what made all the difference. Um, and I almost had to forget most of what I learned about nutrition, wellness, um, that helped me to actually feel better. So that's kind of where that came from. Interesting. So the, what I just heard you say is that you, um, when, when you didn't worry about it so much and you just kind of eased into your own, your own experience, instead of trying to grab kind of solutions from the outside and, and form them or basically conform you to those solutions, then you started to kind of, uh, well, you said you started to feel better. Yeah. Totally. So the way I would put it is I treated my health and my wellness like a science, okay. but I learned that really it's an art and that made all the difference. This, uh, you also name dropped and this one I'm actually trying to look for. You said Dave Asbury. Asbury. Yes. Sorry. My Asbury. accent. <laughs> okay. There was a guy on who I thought was, he was, he, I thought his name was something like that. Um, so Dave Asprey, he invented uh, bulletproof coffee. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. And what? Uh, so bulletproof coffee is um, basically adding uh, f fat to your fat to your coffee because fat is fast. Fat satiates you quickly, uh, and uh, and uh, will make you feel less hungry um, because that fat gets metabolized very slowly. Totally, totally. There's there's also some other like really interesting, um, really interesting things about bulletproof coffee too. So, um, if anyone wants to try this, um, to make some good bulletproof coffee, you need about like a stick of unsalted grass-fed butter. That's the way it's recommended, and then about a tablespoon of um, MCT oil, which is basically refined coconut oil, and then you put that in a blender, and then you get this like really creamy, um, really creamy coffee. That's you're right. It's it's got a lot of fat, so it metabolizes slower. But the idea is not just to satiate you, but also to provide you with um, with what are called with a kind of energy. 
um, and also help you to produce like ketones, um, which is like an alternative form of energy that your body can use. So our brains like mostly run on glucose. If you have like, um, if you have any kind of carbohydrates in your diet, then you're probably running off of glucose, but ketones is like this other, you know, type of fuel that your body knows how to metabolize. And it turns out that, you know, um, the brain likes this more and it like runs more efficiently. Um, there's a whole lot more nuance to it than, than that. But the idea is that basically after a cup of bulletproof coffee, it's like jet fuel for the mind. So, <laughs> yeah, um, I've, yeah, I've got a little bit of exposure to that, uh, through the years, uh, and went keto for a short period of time, twice, maybe. Um, and yeah, keto, I mean the ketogenic, the ketogenic diet or eating, eating, uh, a, not worrying so much about fat and just dropping carbs and allowing your body to switch from glucose to burning fat for energy. Um, yeah, it makes a, it makes a significant difference. Um, it, and you, you do feel, you know, feel cool, uh, feel different. So interesting. Do you, uh, what's, what's the, what's your, what's your podcast about? My podcast is, um, it's called in your element and it's about uncovering stories and ideas of people that appear to be living lives where they just, they seem like they're in their element. And it all stems from this idea that I spoke about earlier, where I just wanted to, to speak with people and, and uncover those stories. Um, mm -hmm. So that's pretty much the premise. I just have an excuse to talk to interesting people um, and share their stories and learn more about them. Hmm. Okay. And what kind of, what kind of topics, any, any sort of topic? Yeah. So it's usually, you know, topics that I find that excite me and I think might make for a good story. Uh, I'm drawn to, but to be honest, it's much more about the person. It's like, does this person seem like they've got a story that, um, that needs to be shared. And I'm particularly like on the lookout for people that, um, may not actually have been on many podcasts before, but they seem like they've got an interesting story to tell. Like just a couple of weeks ago, I spoke to someone who is a professor at SUNY Erie, um, in New York, and she uses games to teach people. And I thought that was just such an interesting thing. Right. So I thought, Oh, you know, I'd love to have you on the podcast. And it's just like stories like that, you know, like, you know, it doesn't have to be anything, anything crazy, but something that's interesting, you know, someone who has found the element and I want to like uncover that story and, and learn more about them. Interesting. What's the, what have been some standouts or what has been a standout story that you've heard? Well, that would definitely be, be one of them. Um, and I would also say another, which is one of the first episodes I did was I had the pleasure of um, interviewing Keith Blakeborn Noble, who is the UK's number one fear strategist, which is very interesting. So um, he is someone who works with people to try and reprogram their fears. And I thought that was just such an interesting okay. thing, like for all, all kinds of fears from, you know, spiders to heights to even things that are, um, even more sort of irrational, like, you know, um, have it, helping people overcome like social anxiety and all sorts of things. And I thought that was such an interesting, um, such an interesting person to talk to. We dived into all sorts of topics as to, you know, the origins of fear and why we develop them and then what goes into actually overcoming fear itself. So I would say that's definitely one of, one of the highlights, but you know, everyone I speak to has an amazing story, interesting story to tell. Yeah. Fear is an interesting one and it's pretty tough. It's a, uh, it's a common, 
uh, it has been, uh, at least even on, on Coffee with Humans, a common thread through a lot of people's lives. Certainly, certainly through my life, I, fear is a fear is a motivating element, uh, and and uh, I think um, my my example of overcoming fear is I learned to rock climb at one point in time because I was afraid of heights, and I decided I'm not I'm I'm tired of being a slave to this fear, and so I I reasoned with myself that if two people are standing on the edge of a cliff, one person's afraid and one person isn't, then there must be. So there must be something uh, that the person who's afraid must not know that the person who isn't afraid must know because they're both in the same circumstances and yet they have entirely different experiences. And I thought, well, if I, if, if I, as the person who's afraid could learn the things that this other person uh, knows, then, then I could under I could come to an understanding that maybe they have. Right. And it's sure enough. I mean, I now know how to rock climb. I know how to set gear and I know how to keep myself safe and others, other people safe. And that changed my perception of that experience in those circumstances. And, and my, and it reduced, it reduced my general background noise, that fear of like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to, I'm going to die out here. No, I'm not going to die. I might get a little injured with skinned knee or something like that, you know, against a rock. But, uh, but you know, I know how to keep myself safe. And I also know and understand when I should be afraid because now I'm, now I'm actually unsafe. And so I, it changed, it changed this nebulous fear into, am I safe? Yes. Or am I unsafe? No. And, uh, and it, it completely changed my experience. And then I could use that having turning into a, a positive kind of flywheel effect of, Hey, I overcame that. That, that limiting belief, that fear that kept me stuck in some ways, then I can do, I can do other things. I can change my mindset. Well, I think that is awesome. Did you get a rush when you were actually facing that fear in the moment? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's anxiety, right? But as I talked to one other person about it, uh, at some point in time, they, they talked about anxiety, um, actually two folks. Um, one was Mark Metry, uh, uh, probably a year and a half ago or something like that and talked to him. Uh, he's got a top 100 podcast around uh, on Apple. And he, he introduced a book it's called Screw Being Shy. And, and one of the elements in his book, he talked about anxiety being an energy that needs to be directed. Mm. And too often we just sit in our anxiety and do nothing about it. When the antidote to anxiety is action, and so direct it, just use that energy and direct it someplace uh, and ideally direct it to your, to, for your own good. Right. The other the other uh, conversation I had was this idea. Somebody brought up this idea that anxiety and excitement process the same way in the body. Mm -hmm. So you don't know if you're excited or anxious, uh, except for what your mind tells you. The body's processing the same thing uh, physically, but your mind is saying, oh, my gosh, I'm scared. Versus, oh my gosh, I'm looking forward to this, right? And and it is simply the mind that changes the uh, the perception of that experience. The rest, the physiological effects are the same. Well, I've not researched that, but <laughs> I did hear it on Coffee with Humans. <laughs> I've definitely heard that before. In fact, I think it's something that um, you know that I heard speaking with Keith as well um, about the same thing. That you know, it's very similar physiological response when you are anxious or um, excited. So that is, that is interesting. Yeah. And that it's, it's a really a game changer. I think when we come to those types of understandings, because, you know, getting back to this idea of living your best life, a lot of your best life is lived in your head. And 
And we determine what our life is going to be by what we think about, you know, particularly with that anxiety versus excitement. When I go, when I start rock climbing uh, in this, in the, you know, it's right now it's, we're coming out of, you know, winter and into spring and, and it's getting to the point where rock climbing is a possibility, you know? Uh, and so in, in my area, and I know that I will be, I will experience anxiety when I start getting on that rock for the first time, because I need to reacclimate myself. But because I know that it's simply a process of reacclimation, that anxiety does not hold me back. I just simply redirect it into, oh, I know that I, my physiological response is going to be, I'm going to get anxious about this. Why? Because I'm just reacclimating myself to these significant heights and making sure that I know my gear. That anxiety is good because it keeps me sharp. Uh, and then that anxiety will diminish over time, right? But the, um, the idea that I can think about my circumstances and change my perspective uh, is, I think, something that I've, uh, through time, I think, done a reasonably good job at. Um, but I think a lot of people, you know, some, some people don't. They, don't uh, they just lament their circumstances instead of directing them. Mm. I really commend you for doing that and facing your fear. Um, and, and, you know, we all have the ability to, to change and, and grow. Like one of my favorite concepts is this idea of neuroplasticity, the idea mm. that, you know, your neural networks, they don't stay static over time. Like when you learn something, you're physically changing the structure of your brain. Like how cool is that? And over time, like we can, we can change even the most deeply ingrained like habits and beliefs and you know overcoming fear is a great example of that and you know I, I think it's so true that to you know to to overcome fears or anxieties like you've got to like redirect that that energy you've got to like use that somehow and I think it's awesome that you're able to do that thank you I talked uh, one of the things you just said I thought was really really great this idea of um reprogramming your mind and, and, and you use the word habits uh, and how much of our lives are just lived habitually. And I, and COVID uh, was a, I think an opportunity for a massive reset button on a lot of people's habits. And if it's measured and I, 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 I saw this statistic at one point in time, 50% of people changed their preferred brands uh, being purchased during COVID because it's just a, it's such a, such an upset to the general habits. As soon as you change the person's habit, your, your brain subconsciously and consciously starts to reclassify, recategorize, and then make new choices. Too often, we don't put ourselves in new circumstances and reset our habits. Instead, we just continually go about our habits and then we'll set, you know, uh, ridiculous New Year's resolutions. You know, well, I'm going to change this thing, but we change nothing else about our lives. Well, you're not going to, you will, that, that thing you think you're going to change is going to go right back to mesh in all these other habits that you have. If you want to reset your mind, if you want to do something new, just, you've got to think of yourself as a habitual creature and you have to put a reset button in there that allows space to change, uh, to, to change the things that you want to change. It's a, it all begins, it all begins, uh, with the kind of the, one of the things I normally do throughout the day start changing them and you'll be able to make other changes in your life. Totally. I think that, that is so interesting. I had no idea that, you know, 
um, there was there's been such a shift, a paradigm shift in you know people's preferred brands. That's that's fascinating, and you know absolutely, we're, we're definitely creatures creatures of habit. And I think there's a quote that comes to mind that you know you spend the first twenty or thirty years making habits, and then the next twenty or thirty years are you know your habits make you. And I think right. that's like that really encapsulates that that idea. Um, and you know, if you gain, if you gain control over your habits, like you gain control over like life, you can just master anything because I think we, most, most of our thoughts and most of our actions are mostly automatic. And those are just like habits that we've developed. So it's a fascinating topic. And if anyone was interested in learning more, like definitely some great books to check out is the, the power of habit by Charles Duhigg and atomic habits, uh, atomic wow. habits. I can't remember the author on that one. Um, but also a fantastic read. Yeah. Great, great recommendations. Atomic Habits. I've not read that one yet. Um, it's sitting in, I actually bought the audiobook, uh, and I've not got around to it yet. I read one several years ago called Triggers, which was adult, uh, which was about adult behavioral change. And the premise started off with people, adults don't change their behavior. That's just the premise. We don't change map. You don't make massive behavior changes once we're adults to your point of like, you spend the first 10, 20, 30 years setting habits and then the next just doing them. And the, uh, the book was about, if you want to make, if you want to make a change, you have got to change your circumstances because all of your circumstances have become molded around who you are right now. And if you want to change yourself, you have to change the circumstances because everything right now is just keeping you right where you're at and if you think you're gonna like oh, i'm gonna you know lose weight because of such and such but you don't change your habit habits you're not going to and if you do it's going to be for a short period of time you're going to snap right back because that is how your life is built you've got to do, make some fundamental changes to your life to be able to make the positive changes that you're looking to make and to your to your you know to your point living your best life whatever that is for you yeah totally i think you know like changing our mental programs and habits is is so difficult because you know if like we are set up to live as efficiently as possible and that's why you know we have habits because it's it's really like mentally efficient if you just imagine like if you had to imagine what it took to actually learn to drive right imagine if you had mm. to use that same level of mental bandwidth every time you drove like it's just completely unsustainable right so it's it's really this gift because habits kind of free up your mind to think about other things the problem is when they take over and you have like no control but um that's when we've got to employ some of these tricks to kind of tame them yeah well uh before we go any further do you want to play a game you interested in playing a game with me hell yeah let's play a game let's do it all right hell yeah i love that um, okay, I'm going to put our screens back here. I'm going to I'm going to pull up a game uh, that I really uh, find fun. Hold on, clicking the buttons, clicking the buttons, and sharing the screen. Here we go. Ready? <laughs> ready for this? So exciting! I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay, we're going to play. Watch me draw it. Watch Madrid. Oh, fantastic. I, I'm an amazing artist. You, oh my gosh, you guys are in for a treat. Are you really? <laughs> the hell, man? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, I hope not. <laughs> I wonder if we can put this chat up here. I, this chat thing is new for me. 
Uh, I've not, I've not used the chat thing so much. Um, I'm just going to leave it up there. And if people want to chat, go to YouTube, go to the, watch the stream on YouTube. You can chat on YouTube. You can also chat on LinkedIn. It might work on Facebook too. I don't know. Um, but if you want to, if you want to chat or vote or see what we're doing and be a part of our, be a part of our chat, use, use the chat thing there. Mm, then it'll be coffee with humans. Well, it is, is it coffee with, it's co- it is coffee with humans, right? But it'll be coffee, with, coffee with more humans. than, yeah, but it'll be coffee with more than one human at the same time. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Uh, all right. Here's what we're going to do. Uh, here's how this role is going to operate. We have three of these. What's going to happen is that there's going to be a phrase that's put on the screen like this, draw a frog sitting in a canoe headed for a waterfall. We will have one minute to draw that phrase. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. And then we will, we will put our, we will put our uh, drawings to the screen so that we can see what that uh, what that looks like. And then we'll vote on who wins. Here's the other key about voting. You can vote for yourself. If you think I'm going to get this chat up here. Uh, if, if you think that you did the best job, you should vote for yourself. And if I think I did the best job, I'm going to vote for myself um, because why not? Okay. Okay. We'll After three of these will crown a winner and you walk away with eternal glory, which is a big deal. <laughs> All right, you ready for the first one? I'm I am, you know, readier than I'll ever be. Okay. All right. Draw a one-eyed monster riding on a unicycle while drinking a milkshake through a straw. Okay, I know exactly what to do here. Okay. You do not. I, I know exactly what to do. I know exactly what to do. Jason, you're really like in trouble. Uh, I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> One at monster on a unicycle. Thirty seconds. Oh, oh this. What is he doing? He's drinking a milkshake through a straw. He's drinking a milkshake. Um, ten seconds. Okay. Hurry up, man! If you're gonna beat me, you can bring your uh, A game. Three, two, one. <laughs> okay, I, I'm I'm so winning this. <laughs> okay, fine. I my sarcasm is coming through. <laughs> since, you, since you think you're gonna win this, I will, will, will allow you to vote first. You well, you go first. Okay. Show us, show us um, Look at my amazing creation, right? Okay, so here it is. Here it is. Can you see that? I'm I'm an artist, right? Like like is is this not like the best one you've seen? That is uh that's pretty good. That's good. <laughs> so I'll I'll like explain it. Like my monster is basically like an eye. And mm-hmm. I couldn't figure out where to put the mouth because I hadn't thought that far yet. <laughs> so the straw is kind of like somewhere on the bike. So we can just imagine there's a mouth there, like somewhere. So that's, the yeah, that's comes out his, it looks like a straw is coming out of his ear. Sure. Why not? He's <laughs> a monster, you know, like prove me wrong. All right. That's fine. That's good, man. The, uh, we'll, we'll see what you, we'll see what the deal is here. Watch this. Oh, damn. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. 
My yeah. monster has no body um, because I totally blew out the proportions of that and um, didn't think about where to put a body because I drew the bike first. Whoa. I like like the, the, the milkshake is huge, but like, is it being held by the straw? Um, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> what's holding it up? <laughs> okay, so my, my plan, I, my thought was it's a gigantic milkshake. Mm. Like it's a, it's a, it's like a goblet on the floor, like huge goblet. And then there's a big, <laughs> like he's in the Alps. It's, he's, it's like one of those horns. Only it's a. It looks like someone's standing on a platform and like, you know, playing a didgeridoo or something. <laughs> All right, that's fine. You know what? Mock me. <laughs> All right, you ready for the second one? All right, let's do it. A frog wearing a cape and sitting on top of an airplane. Oh, okay. A frog wearing a cape sitting on top of an airplane. Hmm. Okay. I don't. The trouble with this is, is like, how do you set priorities for what to draw? That's, that's what I, I'm still not even good. I've drawn a lot of these draw things. I can't, I don't still even know how to set priorities. <laughs> uh, 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Okay. I'm, I'm going off the reservation on this one. I don't know what's going to happen here. Okay. You're done already? Wow, that's confident. <laughs> I I am I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. All right. Well I went first this first time, so are you uh I'll I'll go first this time. You went first. Sure. Okay, so this is a draw frog wearing a cape sitting on top of an airplane. Oh, where's the frog? Exactly. If you saw an airplane that big, you wouldn't be able to see a damn frog. Okay. Clever. Clever. Sure. I like that. Yeah. That was that was okay. I can see. I can see. Um this right. this was this was my my attempt. Honestly, like I don't know how to draw a frog. I was thinking like frog mm, teenage mutant ninja turtles, but then I'm like, I'm not that great of an artist, so I just drew this like thing sitting on an airplane. Um, right. Well, even the cape is not great. So. I, I tried, but um, it just honestly looks like some kind of <laughs> looks like he's wearing hair or something. I don't know. I was trying to make a flapping effect. I am not an artist. <laughs> okay. Well, I I'm gonna have to give that one to you because uh, you made an effort to draw a frog, and I clearly uh, I feel like I took some liberties. On mine by not um, by not uh, drawing a frog. Too eager. You you tried to you tried to finish too soon. That's a problem. Uh, I think so. All right, so you win that one. Who won the first one? I don't think we actually uh, voted on we the first one, did we? Hmm. 
Uh, put pictures to the screen. Well, let's let's before we get too far, we should vote on this so we don't. Uh... Hmm. Uh, you know, I think you definitely have this one. Like, did we do on like? <laughs> yours looks like yours looks like a monster. Mine looks like a person. I feel like a person with one eye. Yours look like it's just a face on a on a unicycle. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would give, give that one, one to you. you. Really? No, I think, I think you have that one. Yeah, I'm gonna give one to you. You're giving one to me. Now we're tied. Hmm. No, looks like we need a tiebreaker. Hmm. We do need a tiebreaker. Here's here's our tiebreaker. Number three. Okay. Draw Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy at a birthday party for the Easter Bunny. Okay. Who? Hmm. Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy. Okay. I'm oh, going to draw oh. the most accurate depiction of this. Ho, ho, ho. I don't know why I keep saying ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Oh my gosh, this is this is pulling out all my bad, bad, bad drawing skills. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's all I can say. Ho, 30 ho, seconds. <laughs> Tooth fairy. <laughs> enough time for the <laughs> I'm right. curious I, I want you to go first what did you do okay fine all right here we go this is my Santa Claus uh, with the tooth fairy that's the tooth fairy and as you can clearly see there's a bag here those are the bag of teeth that the tooth mm. fairy might keep mm. and then um, that was going to be the Easter Bunny, but I I was focusing on trying to draw the Tooth Fairy, and I <laughs> sort of just drew a scribble. It clearly doesn't look like the Easter Bunny. It looks like some kind of bearded superhero um, died, and he's being like treated in heaven or something. It does. <laughs> it does look like that. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Okay, do you want to see my compliment? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I honestly, I think a bearded superhero, like much more interesting than the you know the props that we got, Santa Claus and uh, the Tooth Fairy. Do you want to see mine? It's 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 probably like the most the most accurate. Um, so I I really wanted to go for like precision. So we wanted we needed to draw a Santa Claus and a Tooth Fairy at a birthday party for (laughs) you. Come on! <laughs> what is that about? I, I, I wanted even... to go for accuracy, you know. Like, what can that I say? Was that? <laughs> I am not good at Pictionary. Like, don't play Pictionary with me. <laughs> I, I feel like in the spirit of the game, I have to win that one. Yeah, you got to win that one. Yeah, I, you got to win that one. I it. Come on, I so I, I I applaud you though for the liberty that you took on that uh, to uh, 
to have have the the creativity to think think all outside the box like not even think about drawing and then you know come up with poetry basically you were writing poetry (laughs) what can i say you know you bend the rules a little bit with the frog i bend the rules a little bit so (laughs) well okay all right so we uh, what who, who are you voting for on that one um I don't know. I think I have to vote for you because you, you put in the effort and I, be it a superhero, man. Like, you know. <laughs> it was Santa Claus. Thank you very much. <laughs> Santa Claus is a superhero. Like, he, um, is he? I mean, I feel like if there wasn't this, like, you know, history, like, if, if you introduce someone like that in the Marvel Cinematic Universe or something, <laughs> like, he could be a superhero. <laughs> a guy who just travels around giving gifts. Yeah, you think about it, like, you know, he's got to travel across the world, like, um, within, like, 24 hours, like, with some reindeers on a sled, like, that's pretty super, like, you know, um, I'm sure, like, Tony Stark would hook him up with some some, some tech to get that working. That's a heck of a superpower. Mm. <laughs> what's, your, what's your been your favorite Marvel uh, movie? Sounds like you know these things well. Oh, you know, like... I have trouble deciding between two. So I'm a huge fan of like Iron Man, but I also really like Doctor Strange. And yeah, so uh, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. What about you? Doc, you know what? Doctor Strange is Doctor Strange is kind of a, a uh, I don't want to say it's weird, but it's it's um, it's different. It is. Yeah. The whole mm-hmm. the whole premise of it and all that kind of stuff. It's it is a whole lot different, I think, than uh, than the other ones. I just watched Black Panther or rewatched Black Panther again the other day. And mm-hmm. I I'm I'm a pretty big fan of Black Panther. Um however, I think for humor, I have found great humor in Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp. Solid choice. Solid choice. Definitely, definitely a great one. You know, I actually haven't seen Black Panther. It's like one of I think it's probably the only one I haven't seen yet. Only because it came out when I had my finals in university and I just never got around to watching it. Like, um, I need to watch it. You, you still gotta watch it. It's really, it's really good. Um, but I think the, um, I think that the, the character in that, that the guy who played black Panther, um, he passed away like a year or two after he did the filming. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. I yeah, you know, like a long-term, um, either a long-term cancer or some other long-term illness that he didn't tell anybody about because he didn't want to be treated differently and didn't want to, you know, all these things. Didn't want a big deal made, made about him. And so, um, yeah, he did all the filming of that and then passed away. Wow, that's crazy. Turns out he was a superhero in real life too. <laughs> right? Wow. It's kind of an interesting way to look at it. Mm. So uh, as we're closing our time together, this idea of living your best life now, um, the art of living well. What's your, uh, what are some closing thoughts you've got on that from your, from your journey? Yeah. Well, to be honest, like I'm still a baby, right? I'm like 23. So like speaking as if I have some authority on the subject, like, come on, like really, but, (laughs) um, honestly, like if there's something I've learned is that it pays dividends to, to really listen to like your gut and intuition, like, what is working, what is not working and trust, trust that it knows, right? So there's, 
there's this quote from Steve Jobs, which is a little bit cliche, <clears throat> but I love it, which says that, you know, you should trust your heart and intuition because they truly know what you want to become. Everything else is secondary. I think that's, that really speaks, um, that really speaks quite a lot of truth. You know, everyone has a solution for everything, right? If you want to like get healthy, you know, or lose weight, whatever, I was like, mm, you've got to do this diet. This is the, the be all and end all diet or, um, you know, there's, you know, if you want to start a business, it's like, oh, you got to do it this way. Or I would just say, like, find your own truth, um, because there is no like single absolute truth. There is only what's true to you. So that's what I would say. Interesting. I like that. I like that idea of gut. Trust your gut. It knows something that you're not yet. Your maybe your uh, conscious mind is not yet aware of. Totally. It's like, it's amazing because you, you think about it, like our conscious mind can only process a very limited amount of information, right? There's only four to seven things that you can hold in your working memory at any one time. There's about 40 things that your conscious brain can actually notice at any one time, but your subconscious mind that can actually process over a million different bits of information um, at any given moment. And it is like this massive parallel um parallel machine right so it can do so much parallel computation so you know all your gut feelings come from like the subconscious so you just got to trust that it's a, it's a supercomputer doing some awesome work for you yeah awesome man well this has been great it's been really great getting to know you i appreciate you taking the time uh to come on coffee with humans i'm going to put your link up here again for your podcast in your element sounder fm if people want to go check out your, your podcast. Um, it's been really fun, man. Thank you so much, Jason. It has been an absolute pleasure being on the show and getting to know you as well. I've had a lot of fun and I'm a huge fan of your podcast. So definitely awesome. like keep up the awesome work. I love it. And I'm sure others do too. Cool. Well, this has been coffee with humans. It is a live candid conversation between strangers who become friends in order to make the world a better place. The premise is that if two people are walking on a journey, their own individual journeys, and just for an hour, they join together with the intention to create something good, something good can come of it. Check us next time, subscribe and share the YouTube channel. We'll see y'all. One of the things I love about Coffee with Humans are the raw conversations I get to have, meeting new people just like you. If you or someone you know should be on Coffee with Humans, go to coffeewithhumans.com. Remember, the only rule is no sales calls. This has been Coffee with Humans. Subscribe to get updates or click to have coffee with me. Coffeewithhumans.com.